0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to season 11 of the Parenting Aces podcast, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week we have a very special guest returning to the pod, my son, Morgan. As those of you who have been following Parenting Aces for a while may already know, Morgan played junior tennis out of the Southern section. He grew up in Atlanta and went on to play college tennis for two years before leaving tennis altogether and finishing out his college degree and moving into the workforce. But recently, Morgan has become CEO of his own business, and I am really excited to have him share what he's doing with all of you. So without further ado, my son, Morgan Stone. Hey, Morgan. Welcome back on the Parenting Aces podcast. It's been a couple years since you were last on. And I have to tell you, I still get comments on that podcast episode um, from mostly from parents who talk about how much they appreciate the honesty that you brought to that episode. And well, and you know how your grandma feels about it. (laughs) she loved it too but I'm excited to have you back on and talk about what's been going on the last couple years because you've had a lot of changes in your life
0: yeah thanks for having me on Uh, last conversation was definitely interesting Uh, yeah I'm glad it uh, got a lot of hits and reactions whether they were good or bad you know all all interaction is good in my
1: opinion so Absolutely. So last time we spoke, you were working in marketing and kind of just getting your career off the ground. And you've made a lot of changes since that time. Um, you were working in sales for a tech company. And now you are the CEO of your own business called Root Troop. Can you tell the Parenting Aces audience what Rootroop Troop is and this is going to be a little bit of an education session for my audience, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, so Root is, first and foremost, an NFT project. Um, it's a company that was funded by NFTs, which are non-fundable tokens. Um, and if you don't know what those are, they relate to the blockchain and cryptocurrency. We're not going to get into the, all the nitty gritty. There's a lot of information out there that people can look up. Um, but basically, we are a community community. Um, first you know formed uh, back in august of last year uh, august september october uh can you redo that that was bad yeah i'm running on like four hours of sleep. sorry i <laughs> said so i'm running on like four hours of sleep okay all <laughs> right ahead. sorry
1: here we go so can you tell the parenting aces audience what is root troop
0: yeah, so Rootroop is an NFT project, uh, or we are a company that was funded by an NFT offering. And NFTs are non-fungible tokens, which are basically images on the blockchain that are linked to cryptocurrency. Um, and they, I'm not going to you know, go into nitty gritty detail, but basically NFTs provide undeniable proof of ownership and verifiable ownership on the blockchain uh, so that someone can say, you know, this token is my token and nobody else's. Um, there's a lot of use cases for NFTs, uh, the way we are using them, uh, was one crowdfunding, uh, two building a community around uh, a central mission, and then three access through those tokens. Um, so we're doing a, a lot of stuff with root troop, uh, you know, the big ticket item is that we are developing the first on-chain job marketplace, uh, which we can get into if you want. Uh, but basically... The reason for that is in the Web3 space, and Web3 is kind of where all the crypto natives are, blockchain, NFTs, uh, so if I'm referring to Web3 a lot, that's what happens. Um, So, you know, in Web3, uh, there's not a lot of visibility to those opportunities right now uh, on either side of the transaction for employers or employees. There's a lot of people who want to build, want to work in Web3. Uh, And on the flip side, there's a lot of employers that are looking to launch projects, launch companies in Web3, and neither of them know where to find each other. And so that's kind of what we are bridging the gap on is developing a solution uh, for these Web3 positions. Because right now you go on Indeed, you go on Glassdoor and you can't find a Solidity developer who's going to generate a 10,000 PFP project for NFTs. You can't find a community manager for your Discord. Um, There's all sorts of other positions that are very Web3 native uh, that the main kind of entities in the job market are not covering. And so that's what we're here to do. Uh, We are bringing visibility to both sides for those opportunities. And, yeah, that's a big ticket item. But, you know, we've got a lot of other stuff going on as well. We've got an educational platform called Kanga Academy. Uh, and to back up a little bit, Root Troop is based around a super endangered species of animal called the tree kangaroo. So not just regular kangaroos, but tree kangaroos. Uh, there's about 2,500 left of them in the world. They're like these little one foot tall uh, kangaroos. They, they look like kangaroos and they act like them, um, except that they live up in the canopies in the last protected cloud forest in the world, which is the Dane Tree rainforest in Australia. And so they live like 60 to 80 meters up at the very top of the canopy. Uh, they don't really have many predators, but they were hunted a lot uh, they, in, you know, past years. And also deforestation has really wrecked their habitat. So they're near extinction. And so that's, you know, we can get into why we chose them if you want. Um, But that is part of our our mission as well is to uh, drive awareness to the species and also help them out. So we donated around $30,000 to buy back a huge plot of land in their uh, native habitat. And they are the theme of our tokens. So in RootRoop, there's 5,500 unique tokens. Each one uh, represents, you know, ownership uh, and access to our project, our company, and Each image is a different tree kangaroo with all sorts of different fun traits. Some of them are, you know, family friendly, some are not. Some are more catered to, you know, the people in Web3. But yeah, it's basically, you know, forming a community around a central goal, central mission, and then building together. Uh, So that's, that's kind of the quick pitch and, you know, happy to dive into anything you see fit.
1: Yeah. And I do want to dive into more of the detail, but before we do that, can you talk a little bit about how you transitioned from inside tech sales into this position of creating a company and being an employer yourself now?
0: Yeah. um, So it it wasn't a direct transition from sales, as you know, to NFT space. There was overlap which was music Uh, i've been producing music for i don't know it's been like five or six years now and i i got up to a, a decent point in the music industry um where i was playing on lineups with you know people i never thought i'd be playing on you know collaborating with people i never thought i would collaborate with and getting recognized and i had a i had a name for myself but i wasn't huge and if you know anything about the music industry you know, that it's nearly impossible to make a living uh, unless you're one of those top guys who's headlining all the main festivals and traveling, playing every single weekend, or, you know, you just have such great music that you're getting, you know, a hundred million streams on every single song, and that'll net you a pretty nice living. But if you're anything below that, and you're not playing shows every weekend, you, you're really not making money from the music. And music was, and still is to an extent, you know, one of my biggest passions. Um, and so at the time, Uh, which was back in fall of 2020, I was seeing some colleagues just in the music industry, some peers, uh, some people I looked up to as well, you know, enter into the NFT space and start minting projects around their music. And they were making audio visuals. They were basically creating, you know, 5,000 variations of their tracks and giving ownership to the people who who bought them. And they were making a ridiculous amount of money, uh, seemingly with, not much effort because they were already you know building out these promo assets for their music um, the audio visuals that you see on instagram twitter facebook like those are already being created they're putting them on the blockchain and selling them to their fans and making millions it was insane and so at that point you know i've never denied the fact that i love money and i have big financial <laughs> goals and so I started studying the space and, and trying to figure out how I could integrate my music and so I minted a couple audio visuals. I was attaching IP rights to those uh, to those NFTs and you know found no success. I sold you know maybe three or four of them and probably made like a thousand bucks over the course of a couple months selling NFTs, but it wasn't sustainable and it was not worth the the time that I was spending doing so. I really just found out there's not much of a market for. People at my stature to come in and, and make a killing like that, um, but along the way, uh, I really got wrapped into this other side of NFTs. So you can really break up the NFT space in, in two specific lanes, which is the one-on-one artist lane. Uh, you've got you know the musicians, the the true artists who are you know creating, and you know they've got a following based on their creations. And then you've got this PFP lane, which is more investment related. And so pfp means profile picture uh for those who don't know and what that entails is basically every nft is profile picture worthy so it's something that you can change your profile to you can change your brand to you can build a brand around this pfp and so the thing that drives the pfp lane is traders uh you know it's day traders similar to stocks except now they've got images and communities behind them and all of this crazy volatility that can drive you know a a mint that you purchased for you know 10 bucks or even zero which we've seen recently and skyrocket to you know ten thousand twenty thousand dollars in in a matter of hours um so with that you know, you can kind of split the PFP lane into two sides as well. Um, So you got the two main lanes, which is artists, PFP, but then the PFPs split off into two. And with that, you've got really the the traders, the degenerates who are just, you know, throwing money, pumping up projects and not really caring about what they offer, what they look like, or who's behind them. It's a lot of anonymous founders, a lot of uh, anonymous teams. Um, And then the other side of it is kind of where we have Uh, found our our stride, which is, you know, building a a company uh, around these NFTs and and using the NFTs as sort of a a crowdfunding uh, mechanism. And so with that, you know, it differs from just standard crowdfunding, like uh, Kickstarter, for instance, because you are developing this entire community of holders who believe in what you're building. They also build with you. Um, you know, uh, counter to you know Web two, where it's a very top down approach from the CEO giving orders to you know CTO, COO, you know CFO, and then those orders going down to managers, and then those orders going down to just kind of base level employees. It's very collaborative. Um, you know, some people say it's bottom up. I say it's more horizontal, uh, just because there's a lot of collaboration going on, and you know, at the end of the day, like I'm still going to sign off on on most of the the things at hand, but uh people in the community even who are just holders and you know not on the staff not on the team you know they have a say they run suggestions through our discord and we take them we implement them if we see fit we put out votes and let the community decide on things that we might not you know necessarily feel is what we wanted to do but if the majority thinks it is then so be it um, so yeah that's kind of how we've found our Our success is is really building with a community who believes in the mission of bringing uh, more visibility to Web3 jobs and building this innovative tech, which is the first on-chain job marketplace. It does not exist anywhere.
1: How did you transition yourself from being somebody who worked for other people to now being at the top of the pyramid in your company and having to manage employees? How did you learn how to do that?
0: Um, you know, it's definitely a learning process, uh, a lot of trial and tribulations, uh, you know, a lot of hiring the wrong people and then, you know, finding out why it was the wrong fit or, you know, how I could have improved my process to vet people a little bit better or, you know, how I could have kept people more incentivized or, you know, there's a lot of different factors that really learned along the way. But in terms of the feeling of transitioning from working from for other people to working for myself and now having my own staff. You know that's very natural for me. Um, I, I I think a, a big reason a lot of my past jobs didn't work out was because I just hated the fact that I was crushing it in my position and making other people millions when they were seemingly sitting on their asses, um, and I wasn't getting recognized for it. I was you know getting strung along for promotions that I knew I deserved, and you know being told to do things in a way that was very. Uh, old fashioned and, and, you know, didn't make much sense to someone like me, who's always trying to find kind of the, the work smarter route, uh, and kind of not cut corners, but, you know, take a, take the diagonal route as opposed to, you know, going straight up for a mile and then left for a mile. Uh, so, you know, it, it's very natural to me to be in this leadership position now. Um, it's also made it way easier that I, built up this platform and this following that truly believes in what we're doing. And, you know, I don't know, it's definitely been a learning process, but it feels natural in that sense. But to touch on your main question, which is like how to transition, I, I don't know. It's I haven't really jotted everything down along the way. It's just been kind of staying active, you know, working 16, 18, 20 hour days and, you know, being in communication with everybody, really learning about all the different processes, like working with legal, working with accounting, working, you know, as uh, the HR myself and hiring manager myself and, you know, setting up collabs and partnerships myself and, you know, also overseeing a dev team and learning about UX design. And it's just a lot of, a lot of uh, ramp up in various areas that I feel like people don't expect. uh, But, you know, it's kind of necessary to be able to succeed as a, as a founder, as a founder.
1: For sure. For sure. You talk a little bit about your music and your music's kind of been on hold for a bit, but you have an event coming up next week where your music's going to be back in play. Can you talk a little bit about this big conference that you're headed to?
0: Yeah. um, So I got invited to speak at NFT NYC, uh, which is next week got my speaker spot like two months ago Um, and NFT NYC is the biggest NFT conference in the world. Um, So I'll be hosting a panel there on how to make web three jobs accessible via NFTs and, you know, pulling up to NFT NYC for a week. I'm out in California, we wanted to throw an event. And I think that's another piece of what sets Web3 and, you know, building a a business on top of NFTs and a a community full of holders, apart from Web2 traditional brick and mortar businesses, is even though we've got this central product that we're developing, we've also got a community to keep happy and engage. And with that, you know, they've given us a lot of funding. And so we are able to use some of that funding uh, to put on a a crazy event. Uh, So we're collaborating with two of our partners, which are Sappy Seals and Llamaverse, and we're throwing a a full-on club event uh, with Drezzo headlining, Uh, Omnom is the second liner, and then i'm playing as well um, so i'm playing a set uh, you know it'll be the first time anybody in my community is, has seen me play it's the first time i'm meeting anybody in my community anyway but i haven't played a set since 2019 uh, which was actually ironically a, a set with Drezzo, who you know just to diverge a little bit uh, Drezzo was always my production dj idol like by far over anybody and so got to play a set with him back in 2019 i was over the moon hadn't played a set since then and now he's actually a big holder of rootroof. He has like 20 roofs. Um, and so when we started to put together this event, uh, our partners were kind of taking care of the venue and the time and kind of the logistics. And they're like, well, you know, you're in the industry, you take care of the, the talent. So I hit up Drezzo and was like, yo, would you want to come? He's like, hell yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we got in touch with his management. Uh, we got in touch with Omnom's management. And, of course, I've been prepping the set to play as well. And we also just uh, – well, we haven't announced, but kind of announced that there's a huge secret guest uh, that's coming and closing out the night for us now, which is insane because uh, there's some very uh, interesting ties to to this one as well. And he's, like, you know, huge festival headliner. So it's going to be crazy. Um, it'll be, like, a, a legit club event. It's at one of the best – I think it is the top-rated um, rooftop club in New York City. So Wow.
1: That's so cool. It's so cool. I wish I could be there, but uh, probably not your demographic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see people
0: of all ages. I mean, you know, we've got, we've got people your age and, you know, moms on our, on our team. So, you know, that's, that's the other great thing about Web3. It's like, you you really have a diverse crowd, uh, not just in the team, but in the community. Uh, So it's not, you know, even if they don't really care about jobs, they might care about the conservation efforts that we're doing for tree kangaroos. Even if they don't care about that, they might care about the event we're throwing. Even if they don't care about that, they might care about the educational opportunities we're providing. And so with that, we're able to garner like a very wide range of uh, demographic uh, for for our community. So
1: That's very cool. And can you talk a little bit about, Going back to the conservation efforts, because when Roo Troop first started, really kind of the underlying, well, one underlying piece of it was this conservation piece. And, you know, trying to find, as you mentioned, an animal that was endangered and that wasn't all over NFTs, Um, you know, you didn't want to do something copying another project or derived from another project you wanted to do something unique and so learning about tree kangaroos I mean what made you kind of fall in love with them as a species and how have y'all given back to the tree kangaroos
0: yeah um you know you did mention
1: you mentioned sorry you mentioned the the donation but I want you to really kind of dive into that a little more
0: Sure. You know, the, the process of how we actually chose tree kangaroos was pretty methodical. Um, we, we, we started off, this was like myself and, you know, former COO on the team, um, back before anybody knew what the project was, what the name was, the animal roadmap, any of it was, uh, we actually just launched a discord for a community cause we had built up a community in another project. And so we had like 2000 people in this discord. And so me and the former COO, uh, we got together and we're like, okay, you know, now we've got this community, we've got some responsibility, we've got a project to build. What the hell is it going to be? And so our expertise was in the PFP side of things, the profile picture lane. We're like, okay, let's, let's build out a PFP project. So the first criteria, uh, that we wanted to hit was it, it cannot be a derivative of any other project out there um it, it cannot be the same animal as any other project out there it can't be a ape like board ape club it can't be a seal like sappy seals no llamas like llama verse nothing it has to be unique and so okay that doesn't really narrow it down because the nft space is so new and you know ironically there's there's a there's a lot of there's a big lack of creativity when people are choosing what their you know theme of their project is going to be So there are, you know, 100, 200 different APE projects. There are, you know, 50 different SEAL projects. And so, well, maybe not SEAL. Sorry, Wab, if you're listening to this. But um, so that was kind of the first soup we wanted to jump through. The second one was, okay you know, what is the second biggest NFT market right now outside of the US? And this was back in October before uh, there was a big anime boom and therefore, you know, bringing in a lot of the Asian culture and community. And so the second biggest community at that time was out in Oceania, uh, which is Australia and New Zealand. And so, okay, we've got, you know, an animal that hasn't been done, something in Australia or New Zealand still doesn't really narrow it down. At that point, we knew we wanted to have some piece of philanthropy baked into the project. And so we were like, okay, let's find something that's endangered or, you know, on on that critical, you know, species list. So, you know, again, we've got, hasn't been done in Australia, New Zealand, endangered. Still doesn't narrow it down that much because the wildlife there is abundant and a lot of it is, you know, very endangered. So we were, you know, at that point we spent like two or three days just watching basically every, uh, documentary on animals, uh, every, you know, looking up, uh, endangered species lists on Google, reading all sorts of articles. And we came across the tree kangaroo and, you know, I actually came across it and I was like, Oh, well, I've never heard of this thing. Is it real like is this is an actual species a tree kangaroo like a mini kangaroo that lives up in the in the canopy and so i brought that to my and i was like have you ever heard of this and he's like no I was like, what is are you, are you pulling my leg is that real i was like it's real i think this is the one you know there's only 2500 left in the world neither you or i have ever heard of it and we've spent a lot of time looking at nature documentaries like not just in this scenario but you know just for our own enjoyment outside of it and so at that point we were like, okay, you know, we, we asked a couple more people like, Hey, have you ever heard of tree kangaroo? No, oh, what's that? We asked a couple Australian, New Zealanders. Um, Hey, have you ever heard of tree kangaroo? No, what the hell is a tree kangaroo? It's like, yeah, that's, that's the one right there. And so, uh, ironically, um, we were, we were kind of known in our last project for leading the community in kind of like a militarized fashion, uh, bringing them on Twitter raids and, you know, really blowing up our engagement and expanding our reach. And so, you know, we were like, okay, we've got tree kangaroos, but now what are we going to call the project? And a group of tree kangaroos is called a troop. So root troop.
1: Love it. Love right. it. And okay. so and so yeah, to- so go so dig into you know how you chose the organization that y'all made the donation to and what they were able to do.
0: Yeah. So there are a couple organizations that work with tree kangaroos. And like I said, they're in the last protected like, cloud forest, which is the Daintree rainforest out in Australia. And so, and there's also like, if you're listening and know about tree kangaroos. There's also a couple in Indonesia, but very kind of minimal. Um, so there are a couple organizations we reached out to and we really drilled in, uh, you know, we, we started that, that communication in, mid-October when the Discord launched. And for context, we didn't actually launch the project until January. We didn't make a donation until March. So, you know, we started this process very early um, to research, you know, who these organizations were, what exactly they were doing for tree kangaroos, where exactly our money would go. And there were a lot of people who were just, you know, uh kind of taking care of uh hurt tree kangaroos and you know helping them recover before putting them back out in the wild. And you know, while that's all fine and dandy, and we might end up, you know, donating to some of those as well. um, We found an organization who actually works directly with the Daintree Rainforest to buy back some of the land that has been deemed public, and, Mm -hmm. you know, been deemed able to build on top of and, and, you you know, build infrastructure on. And so there's a bunch of different plots of land in the Daintree. And they have already bought back, I think it was like five or six different plots of land, but there was no connected uh, kind of uh, tunnel, we'll call it passage, passageway um, of of land that they had bought back. So, you know, they had bought plot one over here, plot three over here, plot seven over here, you know, a couple different plots everywhere. And so we were actually able to come in and purchase the biggest plot of land in the Daintree that was unprotected, uh, that connected several different plots that they had already bought back. And so now for the first time in history, uh, tree kangaroos have a safe passage all the way from the lowest point of elevation in the Daintree up to the highest point of elevation in the Daintree, which is really important because... One, you know, for obvious reasons, they can, you know, roam and spread and, you know, reproduce. But the biggest is that joeys, which are baby tree kangaroos, uh, at a certain point, once they come out of the pouch, they go out on their own to kind of get their own territory and, and, you know, mark their own land and, and start their own kind of troop, Right. And so now there's a safe passage. Uh, They don't have to worry about deforestation. They don't have to worry about human intervention uh, and you know, real feel good,
1: so. It is real feel good. And the organization that y'all donated to made a really cool video and we'll have that video link in the show notes on parentingaces.com. So hopefully those of you listening or watching will click on that link and you can see tree kangaroos in action and see what Root Troop has accomplished so far, which is, I mean, as your mom, I'm super proud of that piece of it. I'm proud of a lot of it, but I think that, you know, the fact that you felt, uh, kind of driven to have that philanthropic piece tied into your project uh, is really commendable and, and very, very cool. Okay. So what's next for Roo Troop? Where, where do y'all go from here? When is this job marketplace coming? And how do you continue to build this project?
0: Yeah, um, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. So NFT NYC, which we just just touched on, is next week. Uh, I leave on Sunday. Um, I'm speaking sometime between the twenty first and twenty third. They still haven't given me a slot. Uh, we're hosting that event, but basically I'm going to be in pitch mode that entire time. And so before I dive into that, you know, to give some context, uh, while we are developing the first on chain job marketplace, we have built out a fully fleshed out bounty hub which is essentially a place where employers can come to post jobs and all of our holders and our partner community holders get access to those jobs, exclusive access. And so while we haven't launched the on-chain job market yet, this bounty hub has posted, I think it's like 325 jobs now and has placed around 75 people uh, successfully in Web3 roles. And someone, you know, even got a, a 30 Ethereum solidity debt bounty out of it, which at the time, Ethereum was like $3,200, you know, they, they got like 100k job out of it. And so we haven't really been able to, to figure out the exact uh, amount of revenue that has been produced from it. Um, We haven't monetized it at all yet. This is just kind of like proof of concept, MVP uh, to to get our our name out there and establish ourselves. Uh, But the proof of concept is there and it works. And, you know, there's demand on both sides for something like this. So that is just a temporary solution though. It's going to be obsolete once we launch the job market. We'll just be completely wiped. Um, And the job market will be for everybody. It's not going to be gated to our holders and partner community holders. This is going to be a full scale solution that, you know, in our perspective, can take over the entire job market space, not just web through jobs. And so while we have been talking about that ever since October and really heavily since January, nobody's seen it at all. And so next week at NFT NYC is going to be the first time I get to present the prototypes for it. Uh, we've been working with an insane UX design team out of France and Belgium, um, and they've just absolutely crushed it. So you know, really excited to be able to launch that. And it's not, it's not an alpha rollout yet. That probably won't come until mid to late August. Um, But it will be the first glance at it and kind of the the solidifying moment where everybody's like, damn, this is real. And, you know, this is a needed piece of innovative technology. So I'm really excited to be in New York pitching that to everybody, Uh, you know, rocking up with the iPad, and showing anybody who will talk to me about it. Um, And then past that, you know, we just got more community building, more tools coming out to engage uh, more partnerships. That's the other thing about Web3 is, you know, we're really able to bring in utility from other projects, other companies that are focusing on other things. And we've been recognized by some really key players in the space. And Everybody wants access to the bounty hub. Everybody wants the special perks that'll come with the marketplace. And so with that, we've been offered, you know, some insane partnerships and been able to drive a lot of value back to our holders. So past that, uh, you know, we're going to expand on the educational platform, which is King Academy. Um, This is kind of first leap, We are going to be dropping an internship program uh, in a couple of weeks here where basically, Our senior moderator team will be taking some people from the community who have desire to get moderator experience and we'll be placing them with other projects for two or four week periods where they can get that experience. And then our senior mods will recommend based on how that went, uh, who should stay on the team and, you know, solidify themselves with a paid role on that team. So that's coming soon. Um, later this year, uh, we'll be launching another collection, uh, which will be voxels. Uh, if you don't know what voxels are, they are compatible, uh, with the metaverse. So we'll be building out a metaverse for root group as well. And that metaverse will include things like branded session rooms, interview rooms, uh, company headquarters where, you know, these big projects, big companies like Ford yacht club, CryptoPunks, they can come in and purchase, you know, spots of land in Rootroot Root metaverse to hold all of their interviews all of their meetings anything they want there and brand it themselves on top of that you know that's just going to be a section of it uh but there will be all these p2e mechanics built in as well and it, don't know what p2e is p2e is play to earn uh, so there will be a gaming component on top of all this and so you know people listening uh, damn it's a lot of stuff going on that doesn't pertain to the job market but that's what web three is. Uh, mm. That's what I love about it. It's not just pigeonholing ourselves into one product. It's the ability to focus on this central product, but also build out all of these experiences that are, you know, uh, tied in somewhat, not necessarily to the product, but to the community and it mm-hmm. keeps the community building with you. So,
1: so for people listening, if they, or Their kids want to get involved in Web3. What would you recommend as a first step? First
0: step is to literally get involved. Um, You know, before getting involved in work, you have to get involved in Web3. Um, And to do that, you know, you jump on Twitter, you start following these projects, you start following the holders from those projects, you start joining discords, you start chatting with people in those discords, you ask questions to everybody. Um, You ask questions to community members who have been there for a long time. You ask them to the moderators. You even ask them to the founding team if they're accessible. Um, You just jump in and and get going. Like There's really nobody who's going to hold your hand throughout the process uh, because we're so early. Uh, There's not any real kind of onboarding platforms at this point. Mm -hmm. It's just you go on Twitter, you see communities you like, you find a project that maybe you like the art form, maybe you like the utility that they say they're going to build out uh, and you buy one, you know, provide value before asking for value is something that I always say. And the easiest way to do that is to just buy into the project. Because once you buy in, you get a different role in the Discord, you change colors and people can see that you're a holder and they're more likely to talk to you and engage with you and and, you know, answer anything you want. And at that point, you know, just use the resources around you because there's a lot of really smart people in this space and you know there's also a lot of huge names huge celebrities DJs athletes who are in these discords on twitter in these twitter group chats who are you know on the same playing field as you are and so there's a lot to learn from these people is kind of the point so you know don't be shy you just get in get started you know buy buy into the project and then you know see where you fit in You know, if you are a music producer, you know, start making, uh, you know, promo sounds for for the promo videos that the team's putting out. Don't even ask them for a job or anything. Just put them out on Twitter and, you know, share it with them. And, you know, it'll probably get shared and, you know, it'll find its way back to the team. If they like it, they might say, hey, let me pay you to do that next time. Or, you know, if you're a graphic designer, you're wondering how the hell to get started make some memes. like people get paid a lot of money to make memes on the internet because traditional marketing does not work in web three. The community is too smart to fall for that crap. So you need something funny, something that can, you know, kind of get over that hump of, Oh, they're just trying to push product on me versus, Oh, okay. Like they're trying to engage and, you know, add some value to my experience here. Um, You know, moderating, is a great entry-level position, um, and, and it really is all-encompassing to a lot of different roles in Web two. You know, if you're in sales, if you're in business development, if you're in marketing, if you're in customer service, if you're if you're cashier, for for instance, like it, you can become a Discord moderator. Get into these communities, buy into the project, show up for a couple of weeks, and then make it known that you want to be a part of it. Ask for the opportunity. So you know, there's a, that's the, that's the way it currently goes, right? If you're trying to work in web three, you have to do that, which is very strenuous. And, you know, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who is sociable and, you know, has the sales and marketing background and knows how to network and climb ladders, but a lot of people don't have that. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so that's a big reason why we are doing what we are doing, because even though I'm good at doing that, you know, the the majority of people out there and to to be able to gain mass adoption for this space, you need to bring these opportunities to people in a way more efficient manner. You know, imagine if you were trying to get a a business development role or, you know, an accounting role and, and you had to go, you know, buy something from the accounting firm and show up to their office in seven days a week for five weeks straight and really engage with them and let them into your life. And it's just, that doesn't make any sense. All that just to get an entry-level job application, which doesn't even right. guarantee that you're going to get the job. It right. doesn't make any sense. But in Web3, that's how it currently works. So that's why we're doing what we're doing is there's no need for all that. Let us find the opportunities. Let us bring in employers who are hiring and you know put those opportunities in front of you so you can apply without having to go through all that.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, you've got a big move coming up. Um, Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Sure. Um, Yeah, moving to Auckland, New Zealand in uh, about five weeks now, five and a half weeks. So July 25th, I'm out of here and becoming a
1: Kiwi. And why? Why the move?
0: Um, So my best friend, Jack, uh, he was my college roommate and teammate at Boise State, uh, Jack Heslund. Uh, he is a Kiwi. Uh, he lived with me for a bit after school, uh, just for like a, a couple months there. Um, and you know, since he moved to England for a couple of years, and then ended up having to move back to New Zealand for some family things. Um, and you know, obviously COVID started, and we haven't been able to see each other for years. And so, I had always had my my eyes set on getting out of America. Uh, you know, at least for a little bit now definitely permanently later on in life. Um, and, and I was kind of toying around with a couple different areas and, you know, really just want to see Jack, you know, want to be able to be in the vicinity of my best friend and, you know, collaborate on, you know, business endeavors and, you know, have fun and go out and do stuff. And so, you know, once, uh, once the borders opened up, uh, after, after, you know, COVID kind of subsided there, um, Old trigger. We're like, hey, why don't, why don't I come out there for a year? I'll, I'll bring my dog, you know, we'll, we'll get a flat together and, you know, we'll we'll live in Auckland for a few months. We'll go live in South Island for a few months. We'll travel, we'll go do you know, different trips around the country. Um, and yeah, just have a, have a good time for a year. So I'm, I'm in the position to where, you know, I can finally do that. I'm not locked into, you know, a, a corporation that needs me in, t- in an office. Right. Um, and I was even toying around with doing this while I was working remote for those tech companies I was working for. Mm-hmm. But this is going to make that way easier because now I'm the CEO of my own company and I'm working in an industry that is you know very, very international. And going back to that original point of why we chose tree kangaroos, where is you know a big majority of, not a big majority, but a big portion of our community. They're in Australia and New Zealand.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: you know, works out perfect.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So if people want to learn more about Root Troop or get involved with Root Troop, how can they find out?
0: Yeah, um, I would say you can go to roottroop.com, uh, but we are redesigning the website because it, it doesn't really tell you much at this point. It was designed for our, our pre-launch and we're in the process of, of getting it tailored to you know, be more about our mission currently and you know in a more professional format um i'd say join the discord that's that's the best place you can go so discord.gg slash um you can also go to root nft on twitter and it'll have all the links for you there's a link tree there with the instagram with the discord with the open all that stuff so you know i definitely recommend joining the discord first uh that way you know once you get in there you can just ask all the questions you have uh there's materials in there about everything you could ever wonder about the project, but also, you know, our our team of moderators in there are fantastic and armed with information and down to help out anybody who's interested. So,
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing this. I know you're busy, busy and getting ready for this huge conference next week. So, I really appreciate you taking time to chat with the Parenting Aces community. And um, again, we will have links to the Root Troop website, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, uh, in the show notes on parentingaces.com. So, everyone be sure to check those out. And Morgan, it's just, you know, I, I love checking in with you. I love having you share your experiences with the parenting aces community so that they can see what happens after tennis is done you know this is stage next for you and you're killing it out there and we're really proud of you so thanks for coming on yeah thank
0: you for having me for the kind words as always so you know (laughs) you've been a huge supporter along the way and definitely credit my some of my success to you and the support you've given me uh it's been the same all all my life right whether it's tennis or music or sales or now nfts you know you're fully immersed in the world you're in the discord you see all the tweets you know the people i'm talking with and you even ran our twitter for you know a month there (laughs) so you know just really appreciate the secrets out (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so uh, I really appreciate the, the love and support you continue to give me. It's essential to my growth and success.
1: Thank you. I love that. Thanks to my listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.